Hey lovelies, welcome to episode number 54 of the journey of self-love through self-care. My name is Amy Mercado and I'm the owner and the creator of my brand, The Mercado Method, where you can find a variety of classes that include yoga and fitness, breathwork, meditations, all online. Our latest program is coming home to you and that is available to purchase now as well. Links below if you're interested on doing some dinner, deeper work, some dinner work, some deeper work and finding out more about yourself and just sort of starting to come home to yourself and exploring who you are. I'm super freaking excited because today is one of a, not only a really good friend, but an absolute inspiration to me on my journey. Really, I'd say the last maybe six years, our friendship has developed and blossomed on another level. And today's guest is Imma Deleshi. And Imma, just to give you a bit of background, we connected at a gym because we both worked for the same company. And Imma is a personal trainer there. And when I was going through a really fucking messy time of my life, I reached out to Emma and I said, I need your help. I need to feel good in my body. I need to feel strong and I really want to empower who I am. And Emma was the woman that literally came into my mind because even though I felt like I was breaking inside and falling apart, there was something that really magnetized me to Emma because she is one of the most resilient, super incredible humans that I have the privilege of knowing and in my life. So, Emma, do you want to sort of introduce who you are and just tell us a little bit about what you do and just sharing just a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do? Um, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Emma. Yes, I am Amy's friend. We've known each other for quite a while now. Um, I'm a mum of two and I'm a personal trainer here in Romford, the gym group. So yeah, it's lovely to be here actually. I'm a little bit nervous because I've never done this before. That is crazy. So as a, cause you're a mum of two and you also I recently am. had a baby in lockdown as well. I so did. was like super heavily pregnant during lockdown and you was about to pop as well, if I remember rightly. I was, yeah. So during uh, a week before lockdown, I think I was about five months pregnant. And then he kind of just went crazy. So I was stuck at home, like heavily pregnant, obviously stressed out. We didn't know what was going to happen or what was happening at that time. So yeah, it was a, a bit of a shock. Yeah, very scary back then. And you also have a daughter. How old is, how is she now? Yeah, so I've got a 19 year old daughter, Clacey. Yeah, she's, she's brilliant. A bit of a nightcase, but she's, she's good now. She's a good kid. She's turning out to be really good. How how did it compare going through your pregnancy with Clacey with compared to Bailey, like with what was going on and your experiences and just because it's a big gap, it's a massive gap. So it's a massive gap. So the girls are 17 year gap between each other. Pregnancy is completely different. I mean, when I had when I was pregnant with Clacey, I was very young. I was 19 myself. Obviously, no idea what like what pregnancy was, so to say the least. Um, yeah, very, very different. Most with Bailey, I had that experience. I was more mature. I was a lot older and I wanted this baby so badly, as you already knew before, like I was desperate to have another another child before my older child start having kids. And then I kind of end up with grandchildren and I'm just left with one child. 
So yeah, that was a bit of a quick one. But yeah, the pregnancies were completely different. With Clacey, I was really sick. I had that sickness, um, illness that you get actually when you are pregnant. I can't even remember what it's, what it's called now. Um, but with Bailey, absolutely nothing. The pregnancy was just like amazing. No sickness, nothing, exercising every day. Um, yeah, still doing pretty much everything I was doing before pregnancy. Yes, yeah, so and nothing really stopped me. Do you but feel... Going... Sorry, go on. Yeah, so going back to 19 years before that, things were completely different. You obviously wasn't, you wasn't like kind of told to exercise while you're pregnant and there's certain things that you couldn't eat or do or, yeah, so yeah, things have changed quite a bit. Do you, when you was pregnant with Clayson, then you said you was really, you had a lot of morning sickness then? Yeah, I did, it was terrible, absolutely horrendous, like, that was actually the reason that put me off getting pregnant again anytime soon after. So that wasn't a very good experience. What do you all. feel helped you, or what was different with being pregnant with Bailey that helped you navigate through just absolutely bossing your pregnancy? Because you you were stuck a machine. Oh, I, oh my God, when I think about it, no, it's crazy. I mean, it's only like a couple of years ago, but I still think, oh my God, what was I doing? Um, with Bailey, I don't know, like, I got pregnant quite quick, which was good. And I was thinking, oh, great, no morning sickness. Obviously, I don't feel tired. So I was thinking, yeah, this sounds like, you know, the sign of a boy. So I was quite excited with that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'm going to, obviously, I know about fitness a lot more now. You know, I'm experienced with that, obviously. Um, I train clients that were pregnant. And, yes, I had learned so much already over the years. I mean, I've been in in fitness what 22 years now actually 23 years coming up so that is a very very long time and between these years I've learned so so much and obviously all thanks to all my clients and people who have trusted me to kind of help them with with their bodies pregnancies post-pregnancy and things like that so yes I had a lot of experience beforehand so this this pregnancy was just like so quick and so easy so yeah, quite quite pleased. Very lucky. Very very lucky. I guess as well, like to to breeze through that in a lockdown when potentially things were really unsettled and really scary and really unknown, and you've gone from being self-employed to not being yeah able yeah to... yeah. Because I'm guessing with your pregnancy, you wanted to PT right up until you popped, right? Yes, yes. Um, so with the whole sort of lockdown, so we had to like you did yourself. We had to set up, and actually it was you who said you need to just go online and. I'm not really an online person. I like that personal touch. I like to see my clients and, you know, but with the whole lockdown thing, I needed to make some money. And it was you who pushed me, like you have to get on there and just do it. And obviously we started doing all the online uh, sessions with clients, one-to-ones and teaching sort of kettlebell classes. And yeah, so we still worked a little bit, but obviously not as much. So yeah, that was a challenge, but, you know, I quite enjoy online now, so it's not that bad after all. Yeah, I'm not really a sort of sort of online person and like, you know, speaking out like I am now is obviously something very new and I feel like I'll probably get a little bit better at it. But yeah, it wasn't really something that I wanted to do back then, but now it's it's all settled in and yeah, quite enjoying it.
Do you know? Do you know what? It was actually my brother that pushed me to go online and said. Oh, okay. He said to me because he'd flown to Spain to be with his wife, who was heavily pregnant, five months pregnant. Oh well. yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. He but he flew in February and he was like, "Amy, this is really serious. Like you, you need to set up." And I was like, "No, I don't like computers. I don't do technology. I, I'm I'm good at Instagram because I used to do the socials for work." But I was like, "Yeah." Nah. And then a member found me from the gym. And she was like, you are going to go online. I can't live without your classes. And I thought, I don't even know this woman. I thought, no, I'm all right. And she pushed. And then I did the Zoom and I couldn't get the Zoom to work, like what me and you were doing just now. And I, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember my first class just crying. I was like, I can't do this. This is horrible. It's stressful. And it was so stressful. But like you mm -hmm. said, it got to the point where it actually began to be healthier for us because I know yeah. for instance for me I used to travel a lot driving and you you don't drive at the moment so no you, yeah you're going backwards and forwards to work and you're in the gym sometimes like six in the morning all the way till you know and then you're going home oh, heavily, yeah. heavily pregnant so in a way maybe the universe kind of had your back a little bit I so think so yeah like you said so obviously before lockdown I was what I was about four months pregnant no one knew in the gym like hardly even told my clients not all of them a couple of them they were shocked they're like no you can't be pregnant you can't be leaving us I was like no don't worry I'm not going to be going anywhere anytime soon I'm going to work literally till the day I pop and they're like no nah, you're not right in your head I'm like I promise you I will be here there's no way I'm I'm not going anywhere and um yeah and then this whole COVID thing and then by then I was five months just coming up to five months and yeah, everyone was just like shocked and obviously upset, no gyms and you couldn't see the PTs no more. Yeah, it was, it was extremely tough. And like you said, again, I was doing what, 6 a.m. in the morning till literally 10 p.m. most nights at five months pregnant. I mean, it's not really an easy thing to do, but you just kind of get on with it. And you were so confident because I guess one thing that we both know now is we know our bodies really well and we know yeah. what makes us feel good and we know what looks after us. Like I'd say like our nutrition is very on point and yes. how we hydrate and how we look after ourselves. And there was a lot of fear because a lot of people obviously were really scared of what was happening. And in a yeah. way it was almost like you was like, look, I'm here and I'm pregnant and I'm, I'm rolling with this. Like, I'm getting on with it and I'm, I'm, I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm a machine. I look after myself. And that's why I feel that even though we had the fear of work and money being taken away from us, because that was our livelihood. And that, that was our livelihood, how, yeah. how, you know, we, I felt, I don't know about you. I was like, how am I meant to survive without a gym? I felt, I believe that the gym was the reason that I was making money or being successful. It took for me to step away from it to go, oh it's me that people want the gym's just an extra the gym yeah the gym's a tool and the gym and don't get me wrong like the gym i've rejoined actually funny enough um a gym yesterday just because i thought i do miss oh. training and stuff but that's nice it's us that they come for and i think that's what lockdown really showed me and you who we yes. are and, and how much people actually value us that i completely agree with that obviously you you don't know that till something like this happens. We don't actually appreciate, not appreciate, we don't understand how, it, it sounds really horrible, but how wanted we are by our clients, our peers perhaps, um, or anything similar. The gym is just the base where everyone comes in and 
that's they they work out and obviously you know like a little bit of socializing with friends and that but it is us it's us who people want well that's why and, I, that's why i came to you when everything happened like you when, did. I went, when i went through my situation, my experience like i didn't know who i could trust i didn't know who i could turn to and i felt where I worked as well was very toxic at that point because there was a lot of um, things getting involved. So for some reason I was like, Emma, like I need to go to Emma. I need to be, and do you know what? Being in a different environment with people that didn't know my shit. And if they did know they, my shit, they just sort of kept their mouth shut, which was nice. Cause I was also yeah. in an experience where everyone knew my business in my other space. And you, I would come and train with you and you made me feel in that hour that I could do anything. I could achieve anything. You would, even when you would like film me training, I'm like, oh my God, I am really strong. And I am, I am a powerful woman. And it really helped me start to put myself back together piece by piece. So I am so grateful to you. Emma, oh my God. To know that. Oh, that's like, it's like, that's making me really emotional. Like horrible but it's giving me goosebumps like my body's got no tingly and that's really nice to hear and obviously knowing what I knew back then it wasn't nice with everything that you have what you had to deal with and you just took you on your stride like the strong woman that I knew you was and you know you are now and you've come out like so far it's just crazy like I remember putting you on that pull-up bar and I'm like come on you gotta do it it's like no, I can't do this like you can if I can do it like so can you. you just I think you just needed that little extra push not that you couldn't do it just like to help with your confidence a little bit do you know what it was really different because I've trained with a lot of men in in the past and I've yeah. had I've had one female PT when I was 22 and that's when I just before I had a breakdown and after my breakdown I trained with her as well and the same as you a very strong woman but you took me to a different level where this woman was amazing and she she's the reason I got into she's the reason I've got a fitness qualification she's the reason she inspired me to teach she coached mm -hmm. me to teach so she I'm eternally grateful to her as well and hopefully one day me and her can connect like this however what you did was you was just like you'd, you'd show me all this stuff and I'd be like that's impossible and then you would show me ways to achieve that and then you would show me ways to not only achieve it but to push that little bit harder but without damaging myself because in the past where I've trained with certain people I think that's the fear where I've been pushed in a way that I break or I hurt myself whereas mm -hmm. you can push me in a way that would nurture me but also be like come on I know you can do you can do this that's that's exactly that I mean when you know people you know their abilities you know what they're capable of doing they could like I said before I think they just need a little bit of a push a bit of confidence boost as well at that point I think you needed I'm glad that you actually approached me because I think you needed someone like myself to just kind of give you that little pick me up. And I didn't even, I don't think I pushed you that much. I think it was you who did all the hard work. I was just there kind of, I don't think you was in the right state of programming your own training at that point. But when you got here, it was already done for you. And then you just kind of threw yourself. And even though it was hard, we had so many giggles, so much fun, like calling me, um, the TRX with lots of weights on and, and swinging off a monkey bar on the, uh, the monkey bar equipment. And that's what you did is you brought fun into my training. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It was fun. And it was 
it was worth it. And you, you, I didn't have to think about it. All yeah, I had it was to do, for you. and I was like, I have no idea what this woman's going to make me do today. And I fucking love it. So I would be like scared and anxious, but, ex but excited to see whatever your brain formulated because you're so, what I love about you, and I feel like we're quite similar to that, is we're very on the spot and we can just deal with whatever. And you would create something with whatever equipment and you'd be like, right, let me, let me fuck you up, but in a good way. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly that. I mean, and, and also like for me, if I feel like a client or a friend or whoever I'm working with, I know they have the ability to do something. I just get it done, set it all up, and then one way or another, we're gonna have to get that shit done. And you certainly did that. And even your body was changing so much. Like every week, you come in and you, your stomach was getting like even tinier and tinier and tinier. Yeah, so it was very, very nice to see. Very, yeah. very happy. I'm so pleased. I really am. I feel like I was in a happy space with you. I trusted you. I enjoyed what, and that's what's important is I was enjoy. you knew how to stimulate me. I enjoyed it and we laughed a lot. And I think laughter and I feel laughter really is really um, healing for the body. Because I was going through such a serious shitty situation. And I was just like, I must laugh about this because, you know, if not, I'm just going to die inside and just didn't know how to cope. So again, like you brought, you brought my, you, you taught me to shine again. And I feel like I've forgotten that part of me. So again, I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm so, so pleased. Like, honestly, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just so happy you kind of reached out. And like you said, we, we did, we worked hard. We had a, we had a little giggle. We really did. It was so much fun. And I don't know. I think you just transformed like don't know like confidence was different the way you kind of walked into the gym like full of attitude and basically like just you know telling everyone else in the past to kind of do one in a way and you certainly did that and here we are today like a lot older obviously and a lot wiser because if I'm honest when I first saw you I remember coming yeah. in when I, I came into Rumford and I was We're thinking the same thing. Right. I was coming into Rumford and I was training at the gym and then you walked into the change room and I was like, who the fuck is this woman? Not only is she hot, her body is banging and she looks she looks cool. Like you look like you had a bit of attitude, but you also looked like you didn't have the kind of attitude that was bitchy. It just looked like you just had this sort of like you just knew yourself and you respected yourself. And I remember saying to the, the manager at the time, which was Lennon, and I said, who is this woman? And he was like, oh, she's one of, you was an FC, you was a fitness consultant at the time. You wasn't, oh, yeah. you wasn't a personal trainer. And he was like, you know, she, she trains hard, but she's built foundations over years. And she was my first client. And I was mm -hmm. like, I want to be this woman's friend. Like that was it. And I thought, and I remember getting really nervous. So I'd come in the gym and I'd see you and I'd be like, I'm going to talk to her today. And then I wouldn't talk to you and I'd go away. And then next time I'd come in, I'm, like, I'm going to talk to her today. And then I can't remember why or how we finally started speaking, but we became friends first, which was lovely. And mm. he was transitioning from FC. He was considering getting an employed role. And I was like, no. Personally, from experience, I was like, as a woman to woman, seeing you develop and knowing how I developed my business over the years, I was like, go self-employed if you can do it and get the clients in. Like, yeah. seeing you transition and becoming this personal trainer and 
literally people come to you you know you've got a wait list you know you you know you don't take any shit on as well you're like if you're coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're coming to me you're going to work hard and this is what my fees are and this is how i roll and again that was such a big thing for me to see you do that and see like how powerful we can transform as women and go mm-hmm. actually fuck relying on a system that pays us peanuts an hour to potentially like we can be our own boss and that's what's been beautiful to see you yeah my um, so yeah i started like the whole gym thing so like you brought lennon up bless him obviously paul lennon is a very good friend of ours boss now um don't know how long have you known paul now i've known paul about 18 nine maybe 20 years about 18 19 years probably more we, we met before we worked at I worked at Fitness First on a night yeah. out raving in Romford. And my friend, oh, okay. my friend was like, oh, you must meet him. He works in a gym and Amy, Amy's a gym instructor. So we connected then, but I went traveling. So when I got back, so it must be about 20 years I've known him for now. Yeah, so same with me. I think about 19 years, perhaps I'd, I'd just split up with the place's dad, my older one. And I really needed like something to distress and kind of, and I thought, oh, I need to actually get back to the gym. I was a gym goer before I got pregnant with, with my older one, but not really like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just coming in, doing a bit of run on the treadmill and literally that, and then I'll just go. And then I met Paul. How long, when you trained before Clacey, like how yeah. long did you sort of training for? And then how long did you stop for? Well, with, before again like gyms were very rare back then so I'll just kind of come in and wander around I didn't know what I was doing and I'll just be too scared to do any weight trainer or anything I'll just jump on the treadmill like I think a lot of people still do that they come in the gym and they just jump on the treadmill quickly they might do like a 30 minute run and then they're done so that was me before the pregnancy and then when I got pregnant with her I was so ill I couldn't like couldn't even walk so every week I'd end up in um, A&E again on a drip. And back then I was obviously still working. Back then I was working in McDonald's, so to say. So I was doing like different shift work then. And I was so sick, but they were pretty good to me. So yeah, so I, during the pregnancy, I couldn't really do anything. I couldn't even stand up and eat nothing at all. And then after, I think it was about a year after that, I start coming back in the gym and then I met Paul. He was, I think he was just starting PTing back then. And funny enough, like he said before, I was his first ever client and it's like really weird. It's really weird. And yeah, so he approached me. It's like, what are you doing in that machine? It's completely wrong. I was like, oh, here we go. Obviously I wasn't surprised. I remember like it was yesterday, I was on the lap pull down. And Paul approached me, he's like, oh, this is not how you do it. I was like, oh, my God. And we kind of got chatting, and he's like, look, you know, I can help you. And so I signed up, I can't remember how long for, maybe about three months. So I was training with Paul for about three months. And then my body was just, like, changing, Amy, so quick. I couldn't believe it. I was seeing all these muscles, and I was like, oh, wow, oh, my God, what's happening to my body? So obviously it was all thanks to Paul, like, helping me out and, and then in the end, I was kind of getting a lot of compliments from people. Like, oh my God, you've got to maybe start competing and this, that and the other. I wasn't really into all that. Um, and yeah, I did. I actually did. I mean, like, imagine me on stage. Oh, I couldn't do it now, but um, somehow 
I got persuaded to do it. And um, yeah, it's all thanks to Paul Lennon, really. Did uh, it was an absolute star. When you originally got approached by him, because sometimes it can be hard, like if we're approached by someone, some people can be a bit like offended. But when he approached you and then suggested about signing up, like what did it feel like thinking about signing up and committing to something like that? The thing is, when, when you're in the gym, you don't actually, you, you still want the goals, but you don't know how to go about it. And as that, well, if I'm doing something wrong, obviously I need to improve. And if someone's willing to help me, then it is worth the money. So either pay a little bit and do things the right way. And, you know, you learn about nutrition. That's when I kind of start learning a bit, obviously, the way to eat and what to kind of feed your body and yeah so it was very very important yes yeah, so it felt good I was actually quite happy that Paul approached me I don't think I would have been the girl to like there was there was even back then there was lots of PTs like I would just say hello to them and that but I would never go and approach some guy like oh can you help me train I didn't even know that was a thing that's the trouble I, I never knew that you can like obviously we're talking about 20, 20 years ago now but you can go into a gym and approach someone to help you and luckily for me, Paul approached me and it kind of just worked really well. And then once I learned what to do and, you know, I was confident enough to do it all by myself. And then we kind of just obviously got on with it. So Paul was the manager then and I kind of started liking the fitness field. So, and that's how I kind of got into it myself. So yeah, it's, it's just been crazy, crazy 20 years. Like from like a little um, Albanian girl who come into the country with no English, like, not even five pound in my pocket. It's it's been like I could write like a massive book, but we'll just leave it with this um, podcast for now. When um, the thing is, you're you're pretty fearless, Emma, and I don't feel like you realise how much that empowers other people. And it wasn't oh, thank you. I sat and heard your story about how you came to this country and. Being going through what you went through as a female, yeah. like what was it like being pregnant at that age, and what sort of support did you? Um, it's kind of hard because thing is, not a lot of people know my story. Not not that I want them to know my story as such, but people don't know. They just assume, you know, you kind of raised in this country, and like obviously, I love England and always will. It's it's, it's changed my life for so many good reasons but people they they don't know like what we've gone through no one knows and even when you tell people that if you do tell obviously friends and that sometimes they're just like a little bit shocked but it hasn't been easy and especially being being pregnant at eight I think I was 18 when I got pregnant um yeah it wasn't it I mean it's tough how can you be pregnant at 18 it's I don't recommend it to no one by the way but it happened and I just dealt with it. I dealt with it. Obviously, I didn't have my own home then. So I didn't really have a lot. I didn't have a lot of money. I was still working two jobs. I was working two jobs. I was going to college, improving my English and the skills that I needed, my you know, citizenship, as they call it now, because I needed to learn all that uh, before you know, I was committing to this country. So I had to do all the right things. You know, you can't just come in and not bother to learn the language, not bother to learn the, the, the history of the country as such. So you need to you need to blend in with everybody. And that was tough. So it's, it's hard, like, coming to a different country, you don't speak the language, you don't really have any friends. You know, you've got to 
a job, which back then was still a very good job because I needed the money. So any job would have done. So yeah, it was, was tough. So yeah. You're very, so, very tough. That's what I mean, like your resilience and the fact that you even said that like a lot of people come into, like my brother's moved to Spain now and he's like, he's learned Spanish in two years. And had, and, and had two babies so it's like anything is possible if you really want to do it and yeah that's what i feel separates us from not myself necessarily but separates people from stepping into one thing and then creating their own world or creating their own reality because they're like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this this is tough however look how resilient i can be yeah he's really tough like, i remember one in one occasion, like I needed a job so bad. I was so desperate for a job. And she's like, we can't give her a job because she can't speak. You know, her language is not great. And I'm like, yeah, but I can still do some cleaning job and whatnot. She's like, all right, let me see how much English she can understand. She's like, if I ask you to um, <laughs> pick up a hoover and go and hoover outside on the concrete floor, would you do it? Obviously I said yes, but you can't just go outside and hoover the bloody you know, the whole of Rumford. It just shows I didn't speak, I didn't speak the language for me to be able to actually keep a job. Um, but somehow she trusted me and actually got a job. Um, if I remember correctly, I was um, a cleaner in Mercury Garden, you know, a big building in Rumford. So I used to do the 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift, like cleaning floor 11 and 12. I was only young. And then from then, I'd get myself on the 174 bus and go to college, like 10 till 3.30. And then from there, I'd get another bus to Upminster and do my McDonald's shift from half four to half 11, 12 at night. And that was five days a week. Two jobs, full-time education, not one penny from anybody, absolutely none. It's only what? young, only little. What motivated you to want to do that? Like, what motivated you to keep going through all the fucking challenges and the bullshit that life was trying to pull you away from? There was no other option. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have, when you don't have a lot of friends, obviously money's a problem. Like, there's no other option. You have to do as many jobs or any job you can do. If you want to be, if you want to be someone and something, you just got to take all the other jobs, cleaning toilets, not a big problem. If my kids need food, I'll go and clean that bloody toilet. I don't really have, I have no shame. As exactly. long as you a respectful job that is going to pay the bills and feed my children. Yeah. Was you pregnant so, at the time or did you have a baby? Or? I wasn't actually, I wasn't pregnant at that time, no. I think I was still about 16, 17, maybe a bit younger. So that the, the transition that you kind of finish school and then you go into college and you're old enough to work. And I had two jobs by then. What made you want to come to England then to do this here? Just for better life, like Amy, to be honest. Like most people do. I don't know about now, it's now it's different, but back then it was a little bit different. So yeah, and I think I've kind of created that better life for myself. Yeah. Well, I feel like I have because I'm, I'm very, very grateful for everything that I've achieved so far. And sometimes it doesn't look like a lot to other people because I don't actually have any sort of like material stick stuff to show for it but you know I've got a little flat I've got two beautiful kids a job that I love do you know what I mean like relate a steady relationship so yeah life is it's good it's good for now
I feel like a lot of us have been looking at external things to give us our value, whether it's a big house or whether it's a nice car or whether it's you know, whatever. But what you have encapsulated is your worth is, is you. It literally is. You know what? That's what I loved about training with you as well. Because I remember you were sort of going through the dating stage as well. Oh, yes. So yes. Let's you, talk about dating. Do you know what? This is what I fucking because obviously I'd gone through like my marriage had broken down yeah you're in the process of like I'm good I want to meet you knew what you wanted and this is what I feel is really important it's something I've really only probably learned quite recently is you knew what you wanted you knew what you would not tolerate and yes you knew, and you knew really really you had amazing boundaries like I don't I don't even know what the I didn't even appreciate what the word boundaries meant until probably last year but now I reflect on it I was like Emma had fucking amazing boundaries so like what what was it that so obviously you'd had a baby younger yeah how many was it like 19 or 17 how many years later and you knew you're like right I want to settle down I want a partner and I also know that I want to have another baby and yeah like what was it that kept you on your straight and narrow? Like what sort of got you or what did you know you wouldn't settle for or what maybe helped you from past to sort of make you recognise mm. what you deserved? Tough. It's tough being it's tough being single anyway in this sort of day and age, but it's even harder being a single parent because we see a lot of people, not all, but some some people do have a problem with someone who's got children already. They might like you a lot, but you know, if there's a baby involved, it's like it's very hard, and I completely understand it. Like from the the other person's um, view, it's, it's tough, and yeah, it was hard. But luckily for me, um, after I broke up with places, Dad, a few years after that, I met someone really, 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 really sweet, like very nice lad, amazing family, and honestly, they treated me and Clacy like I can't even, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm I'm so so grateful for them. I really am. They, they kind of helped me if I need any financial help or at childcare, if I start for someone to look after or pick her up from school. I, like his parents were really, really good and helpful. So, yeah, very, very grateful for that. And I think that relationship kind of, I think that kind of provided me the boundaries that I needed for myself. So obviously that didn't last after seven years, six years and a bit. Unfortunately, it didn't work out in the end. But I think that relationship gave me the, the kind of the, the basement of what I needed to look for in the future, if that makes sense. The boundaries. What um, and yeah. What would you say you'd sort of settled for before without knowing until someone I feel like until someone shows us and even treats us in a way that realize makes us realise that oh I can be loved and I can be mm -hmm. what was maybe you settling for before? I think with closest dad was the first person I'd, I'd been with anyway so and this new relationship it was completely different so different completely different like every single everything every everything so yeah you just kind of um you know that you you, you deserve the way you're being treated nicely like you deserve you know you deserve it because someone's given it to you without even you having to do anything so you get treated well you Got nice places, do nice things together. You you happy, and I think it was that relationship that gave me these boundaries. That even in the future, if this guy doesn't kind of match up to what I've known or what I deserve, then it's just not going to work out in like in the long term. 
and yeah and then the next relationship after that again really nice I've been actually I've been very lucky the guys haven't been that bad there haven't been many but the one that they have been they've, they've been quite decent men and yeah that was good as well it just in the end I, I think I remember telling you I just wasn't in it no more like my heart was in the relationship at that point so I don't know if you remember yeah when I was telling you I was like do you feel that you just sort of outgrew it or do you feel I think with the last one I did I, I feel that I did yeah and at that point I was starting to want another baby again because you know I picked myself up I was working hard I was trying to save so I was in like a, a stable sort of state of mind to actually have another baby and not panic about it like I did with the first one um so yeah and then that's when the fun began when I got single again and I think I had like two years of freedom and oh boy it was so much fun <laughs> it was good it was good but you can only have so much fun though and then you need to come down and you know, like you, this is something I reflect with my mum as well. Like you both were very young mums. I mean, your your was a young mum and going through all this stuff as well. And you, had, you hadn't had any playtime. Like, no, none. No, no, no playtime. I think because of that, that is the reason why I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't like going clubbing because I never got to experience it in in the way that you kind of get attached to the lifestyle. But what was your, so, because a lot of people, like, when I went through my breakup, like, first of all, my response, my auto default was, like, go and party again, go and drink, go and do drugs. And, you know, you, even though you became single, I don't know if, you still didn't go down that route, even though you'd never experienced it, but you still knew that's what you didn't want to do. Like, what was your, how did you, what was your playtime and your fun time as you? For me personally, I think as a mum, it doesn't matter how old the, the child is and you end up kind of single again I wouldn't want to I didn't want my I didn't want crazy to see mummy like, going out every weekend getting pissed like coming out of Bromford nightclubs like with no shoes and you know hair all over the place and like you know being seen with different men not that I have but I just didn't want that for my girl and being around Bromford and not being known, but obviously I know everyone around here. So I can't just like, you know, I'm a personal trainer in, in, in the main town and I can't be hanging around like nightclubs and with mini skirts and one shoes on, one shoes off just because I've become single. Um, so I think again, having my baby, my, my oldest one, I think she kind of kept me sane that I didn't have to go through these routes. Don't get me wrong. like. You know, I enjoyed a couple of good dates in an old school way. You know, you sit down and have a chat, have a meal without having to kind of get out and come home like looking a state, basically. It's nothing wrong with that. No, but do you know, it's like when, when we actually look at society and we look at particularly the UK, like our, our ways that we've been conditioned to feel or believe to have fun is to get off our faces like I said, end up with no shoes on, like maybe screaming at someone, getting abusive mm -hmm. or what, what, what yeah. did you end up doing? Just like, what was it, like where you grew up, was it similar mentality or was it like? No, so it's, it's completely, I grew up in this very small sort of towny village place. Um, no, so if you wanted to go to a nightclub, you probably had to like drive for a couple of hours <laughs> to even get there. And uh, yeah, so, 
yeah, it's completely different to here, but obviously I don't think the reason that they want to club and all that was because of the upbringing that I kind of had. It's more like, I'm a mum now, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a single mother. Yeah, that's absolutely fine, but it doesn't mean I have to go out and sort of get out my head just to release stress or loneliness or... What did, you, kind of, what did you do then? What was your kind of fun to... My kind of fun back then was basically just come to the gym, like finish with my clients, make sure my daughter is safe and she's at school and, you know, she's fed and clothed and she's loved and cared for. And then any spare time would just be like hanging off the monkey bars in um, old Romford Fitness first. But that was my fun time, yeah. literally. And obviously eating well, like I had so much, I still do, but I was so confident. Like I felt like amazing, like sexy even, so to say, yes. I, was, I felt like I was running the place, I was happy. Yeah. It, that's why when you walked into the, into the change room, I was like, who is this woman? She's hot, she's sexy, she's confident. And again, it wasn't that bitchy sort of feeling I got at all. I just felt like, I want to be her friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so sweet. And you certainly did. Look at us now. Yeah, not, not even like being sort of confident and arrogant in a horrible way. I was just, I knew who I was. I still, I, I know who I am now. I know what I'm able to do and, you know, like, if I end up single again, like not obviously, of course, very, very sad in that, but I'm not going to just sit there and cry about it. You just get on with life. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? That's, and again, that's putting I, up. I loved training with you because you, you was going through the dating phases and you was like, no, I'm not tolerating this. Or yeah, that one may be. Or, but you just, you just knew yourself. And I feel like as a woman, when you know yourself and you know your worth and you know your values and you know what you will not tolerate, and the, the, the bar has been set somewhere else. It yes. It get better. I think you, you, you just hit that on the head. So like when the bar is set so high, you don't want to go below that. If not above, a lot more higher than what you know. Yeah, so again, I, was, I think I was very, very lucky in so many ways to actually um, have met some nice people. And they probably, they're the people who made me stronger today. Yeah. And I'm very, very grateful to be honest. But yeah, gym's, the, gym's my second um, best thing, really. Just keep me sane. I'm so, sad, I'll come to the gym. I'm happy, I'll come to the gym. I want to cry, I'll come to the gym. It just, it fixes everything. It really, really does. It is so, it's been so helpful for me personally. And I don't know what I would have done without it. I really don't know. I don't think there's any other job out there that could do. It's not to do with fitness. I've, physically can't do any other jobs I really can't let's talk as well when you did your competition because I know for a lot oh. of people when they do their competition because I I've, oh. I've watched people go through it and you get to this stage like a lot of people I watch after they've done they've competed like they've got to that absolute peak so imagine like you've set the new bar for yourself like this is how I can look this is how I can be yeah it's quite difficult like to potentially keep that level of... Yes, it's, it can be dangerous as well. How did you sort of feel going through the process? How did you feel when you'd achieved it? And how did you feel kind of letting it go afterwards? Um, I'd recently had a car accident. I don't know if you knew me by then, you didn't. Yes, I had a, I mean, not, not bad, but I did have a car accident at some point. And um, yes, I, was, I struggled for a little bit. I wasn't able to walk, my hip was dislocated and um, 
I did a little bit of rehab and things like that. And then I thought, I'm just going to go for the, once I'm, I'm fit again, I kind of set myself a little goal. I was like, once I start walking properly again, I wasn't even allowed to come in the gym. I'd come in with crutches. And then I don't know if you remember Nigel. Nigel, no. he like, he's like, what the hell are you doing here with two crutches? Can't even walk. Can you please get out of my gym? I'm like, Nigel, man, please let me train. I need to do at least upper body. He's like, no, you're coming in with crutches. It's dangerous. Like, you shouldn't even be in the gym. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just going to try and do a bit of rehab. And um, yes, I kind of, after that, I set myself a goal. I was like, once I'm able to do things I used to do before, I'm definitely going to try and do a competition. And uh, that's kind of how it started. And for me, because I wasn't very sort of educated in that environment, I didn't really, I didn't reach out to anybody. I kind of just did it myself. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, okay, maybe just, you know, cut some food out and do some cardio and lift some weights. Um, so yes, I wasn't, I didn't even look that good, but I still did it. <laughs> I look pretty bad, but I did it myself. I didn't pay anyone to help me. I just like, I don't know. I took it in my stride and I thought, I'm just going to get on with it. Like what's the worst that can happen? I'm not going to look good. Don't matter. This is it. Like what you've just said without realizing, I feel is you've, you've gone for a trauma Yes, I would you, say trauma it was actually. Yeah, you've said fuck you to society. I'm still going to go somewhere where I I'm not allowed. And I'm going to put that in quotation marks because everybody should have a right to access something, no matter what is going on with their body. There should be no, there, there are no limitations. And you still went in. I don't know what your mindset was like after the car accident or what happened. Like maybe I don't know if you shut down or you was just like fuck this. I'm going to find a way to get better and for me like for you was going into the gym and you still you didn't even know what you was doing but you was like I'm gonna, I set, didn't. I'm gonna set myself a goal which is freaking amazing and then you took ownership of something even though because nowadays like even if we don't know or we don't we can't afford to maybe to hire someone like there's so much stuff on YouTube and if you yeah, follow people that inspire you in a healthy way there's so much free information, but back then YouTube and stuff and internet wasn't really a thing for us. So the fact that you've took your own bits and pieces and gone, I'm going to find a way to do this. And whether you look bad or good is there is no bad or good. Like you, you went and did something that most people don't even, you know, wouldn't even make, or some people feel about attempting it. And the reason I asked as well is because I know as well, it can be quite a, quite an environment that you get to a point where you train in a way that's quite horrendous for your body. And yes. I, I watch a lot of people deteriorate after doing competitions or they live in that peak moment and they can't keep it. So they hate themselves the rest of yes. their lives unless they're on stage or looking a certain way. So how was your mindset? Like, obviously you said you felt like you didn't look good, but the fact that you'd achieved something after getting off crutches and not knowing whether you could do it or not, like that must have been really empowering. Yeah, that, that was a little bit crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at the pictures now, oh my God, laughing, what the hell was I doing? Like, very embarrassing. But like you said, I just, I did it. So I met this lady, I'm not going to mention her name because we, we fell out in the end. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, you'd be really good for my show. And let's come and do it but this show was like a fitness base as well it's a little bit like a beauty pageant but with fitness thrown into it and then obviously you do the kind of the stage be with you know body showing and you're being judged on your on your basically you've been judged on everything not just your body like your personality your your, your fitness skills um 
your looks as well. So it's it's really hard to like combine all three together. That was tough. I'm thinking looks, I don't know, I'm not a beauty, no, like I wouldn't cast myself like a beauty queen. It just, it wasn't working. She's like, no, don't worry about it. Just, just come and do it. And this, that and the other, and we did. So we've done about eight weeks of training, like training every weekend and just getting stronger. She had to do all these fitness challenges and and obviously all the, the beauty pageant type of, of thing. And yeah, it was just like so nerve wracking. I remember like it was yesterday. Oh horrible but in a way I'm so so glad that I did it because yeah. that helped me achieve other things it really did I mean I didn't do the best but I kind of won a reward for that which was quite nice and yeah that was the first stage um bodybuilding show I've done it's crazy so how did you sort of feel once it was done like was you able to sort of let that go or did you just appreciate that you'd done it or did you sort of you like you get this massive buzz once you've kind of done and it's all over and done with like you feel so proud of yourself it might not have been the best look ever or you know I might not have been the fittest I was quite fit to be fair that I was very fit all right but I wasn't like a beauty queen as such um so yeah after you've kind of done that you feel so amazing like honestly best thing you've probably done and that helped me to do another one and then another one and then obviously I look a little bit better on each of them so it's, it's like an experience and you kind of putting your body into different sort of different challenges now that you know now with like how you eat and train like how would that be maybe different to what you approached it with originally well completely different oh my god like so different now the thing with with fitness you can never learn enough like there's always every day you learn something new like every single day with a client a member or with yourself you learn so much so the, the more you learn you experience the, the the easier it is to kind of if you want to maintain like a certain body type of your of your choice um eat better as well again it's all about with eating it's more like mindset you see whereas with training the body is, is different it's like experience and putting your body through something different and and see what the outcome is but eating is all all here how it would is, you say that your relationship with food has changed then since going through all of this but then i didn't know anything but now i know what body needs like how to maintain it you know how to kind of go crazy one weekend with food and not feel guilty about it so yeah very good relationship again it's like you build that up you build it up and you know how much protein you need to take at certain times and yeah pretty much yeah you, you as well like you maintain your shape like if people were to see you a lot of people can like you generally maintain like from, from my opinion you maintain mm -hmm. like you can see you've got a great foundation of muscle now you can see yeah you've you've what we've done is you've created mature muscle over time because i have yeah a lot of youngsters um they're doing things but they're not appreciating like the layers that come in the foundations and we want to get from a to b which is why mm -hmm. i appreciate a lot of people will take shortcuts and you know i i was the first one to try and out train my body or be a certain way or take yeah. or whatever but from learning experience they now, don't work 
is building like mature solid muscle and i feel like it, when i hit my 30s i built like quite a lot of foundations over the years in a, in a fucked up way because i've mm -hmm. i've built foundations which is the same as what you must have done yeah so yeah yeah with you and then having that person then sort of go right let's just Stop it, man. Because I have the nutrition bit pretty down. Like that bit for mm. me is pretty stable, and I can appreciate for a lot of people the food bit can be the, the like you said. The yeah. I was like, I had that bit, and I was like, I just needed that bit of extra help. Now I've got. It was like I had all the basics, but I'm like, help. I, I don't quite know what to do with this to get to the next level. And that's where mm. you really sort of stepped in and gone right. I'm going to take over here, and also by having fun with it and not having to overthink, am I doing the right thing? Is this right? Is this wrong? And just going, do you know what? I trust you. <laughs> Here you and go. You yeah, it's like you, you spot on with the whole foundation thing. I think people now start joining the gym and they think they're going to get ripped in six weeks. But, I mean, I have clients who sign, especially uh, my male clients will sign up and they'll be like, oh, can I get a six pack in six weeks? I'm like, no chance. It's not possible. We have to work on the foundation, like first, that like building sort of quality muscle, working your glutes, like all your big, big muscle groups, like back, chest, shoulders. Uh, as you know, this core strength very important. So this is how it should be. Like you start from very, very basic. Like basic, it doesn't have to be like squats under the, the squat rack with lots of weight on it. Just like start with basic body weight squats and just build some foundation there. Get a little bit stronger, like nail your form the form is so so important but not all of us get it 100 percent spot on that includes myself it's really really hard especially if you're trying to kind of have a little bit of weight on it it's really hard to keep the form the way it should be it's tough so if you start from sort of light and build yourself up week by week month by month year by year even it takes years yeah and that's how you build that foundation and then once you build that that's it the hard work is done now you can maintain it or just you know go a little bit better if you want to get a little bit leaner it's much easier to do if you want to lose a little bit more weight you can still do it if you want to build more muscle you can it's much easier without foundation you're not going to see long-term results and it is the truth unfortunately and I that's like just my own experience i'm talking for myself I mean, you, like you said, you did your bits, like you, your body changed pretty quickly, but we was both at an age, like I joined the gym from a very young age. I think I was about 14. Mm -hmm. I've been, been horse riding since I was six. So yes. I, I had glutes and I had hamstring development. I had quadriceps, I had calves, and I had a flat tummy because growing up, I was always on the horses and you're, you know, you're mucking out and you're picking up. And I was always working and doing load work. So actually my body was quite adapted to potentially then get into that next layer. And I feel like- Perfect. Like for you as well, like I think you said you were quite a slim person before you had Clacey. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was playing a lot of football as, as a young child. Again, going back to me not being able to speak no English, um, I couldn't really play with my friends at school because my girlfriends at school because we couldn't really communicate that much. And then they wanted to play with, you know, Barbies, stuff and lip glosses and things like that. We didn't really kind of got on. So I end up with the boys playing football because you don't really need like a language to just kick a ball about so yes yeah, so I think I was I was very active from a very young age and I used to enjoy PE and things like that like basketball how can I play basketball I'm like five foot two but boy I could like strike I don't know how like you're six foot tall yeah, but you're you're like me we're very small and compact that's why I feel we can put muscle on very easily yes 
we we also and this is what I think people don't realize is sometimes we have to look at our actual bone structure and our genetics because we've well, put we've put foundations in at a young age like you said but if you can shoot a ball because you have power when you are yes you're crazy yes I've kind of enjoyed all that from a very very young age and I think that's helped me massively and then when I had my first one and I met Paul in the gym and all that I was very skinny anyway so I didn't really have to lose any fat so by doing the right training eating the right food it was pretty I know it's horrible to say easy because it's not easy because other people take but Emma, years. what we have to remember as well with someone like yourself like I grew up as well with a lot of alcohol around me from the age of 14 so I was putting a lot of toxins in my body from a young age I was eating a lot of junk food because I was mm -hmm. believing I would binge on sweets and chocolate and biscuits so again like I had a lot of chemical imbalances and hormone imbalances by the time I was that age as well. And for you, you sort of set in. Yeah. And you sort of come in with maybe a cleaner slate without the alcohol. I don't know what the, the junk food was probably there to an extent because a lot of us, you know, it was cheaper and easier to eat crappy food as well. Yes. About you, but my parents didn't have the kind of money to sort of feed us in a way that maybe how I would feed. And we didn't have the education either. Like now we know what we know now. It's like well what I put into my body is going to create my basic foundations as well. So where people are maybe coming to us now or saying like, listen, I want to go on holiday in X amount of weeks. So and it's like, well, what are your foundations? What are we really working with here? And when maybe you was that weight or that size, was mm. it actually a true reflection or was you using a system to cheat it? Or was you using a, cause you know, a lot of people might use, like my mum did the Cambridge diet, the lighter than life diet, just the liquid. So she got down to a weight that she couldn't maintain and it wasn't, it wasn't real. And it was quite painful to watch her then have to go back to something, possibly put on more weight. Yes. But the foundations have never really been built for them. But with our foundation, it's like building a house with our, foundation you that the house is not going to stay still is it so pretty much the same with the body i know back in the day i think maybe 2002 2003 all these um these diet shakes and like say things like herbal life and all this that they kind of start coming in and they were huge like they were massive people was going crazy about it like mental i even remember once in here one of the instructors she's like oh we're gonna have a meeting this is this massive sort of brand. They're doing all these diet shakes and that. I was like, mm, I don't like the sound of that because where I come from, we eat food from, from scratch. Yeah. Like you cook your dinner, you cook your breakfast and you kind of cook. So I wasn't used to all these shakes and like juices and pills or anything like that. So from the get-go, I knew all these um, sort of shakes and all these brands, that they weren't going to work. Yeah. You can't let your body survive with, with like a glass of shake three times a day. We don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And I think a lot of people, I'm talking about a lot of people bought into all this. Even now, they're probably still struggling to yo-yo. Because you do, you do really well in six weeks. Of course, you're going to lose weight like in six weeks if you're not going to eat any food. It's not because of the shake. It's because that's how body works. Um, oh. I feel, um, yeah, because I remember that. And I remember having meetings at the gyms as well. And they was like, right, this is the brand. And, mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong, I was curious about it. However, I feel like growing up and working through an eating disorder, I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm trying to learn how to eat food. 
and this mm-hmm. is taking it away from me. I mean, one thing that's interesting now is I've actually connected to a woman and she makes her own, it's called like the everything you need pack. So I have that as part of my morning routine, but I have food mm-hmm. soon after it, but it's, it's, yeah. it's full of things like adaptogens and certain mushrooms and certain properties that I know I'm not able to get at the moment based on our weather and stuff coming in. And her, I know she grows everything at home, everything's ground Amazing. down. And I was like, I know that there's proper love and nutrition got into this rather than this pack, which contains this, which is going to say how many calories it is and what is going to make you lose rather than actually, what can I gain from something that I'm putting into my body rather than we've all got this approach of what can I lose? Mm-hmm. And for me now, like, if I'm not chewing food or looking after my, my jaw and my teeth as well, like we know. It's that- so important. It's so important. Your teeth don't want to drink a juice three times a day. They need to be used. That's the only time we bloody use the teeth. Does that make sense? It's crazy. The problem is, Amy, the problem we actually have at the minute, and I think is it has always been a problem as far as I remember. It's about people's quick fix. Yeah. Everyone looks for something like really quick. Everyone wants to lose weight in, I don't know, like you can't lose a stone in a week. Um, everyone's just like want a quick fix. And unfortunately all the quick fixes don't work. Yeah. Everybody knows this, but they yet they still do it. Yeah, and unless can. people experience it themselves, you can't really kind of tra- change their mindset. Like it's been occasions that I've had uh, potential clients come down for like a consultation obviously and they've told me I'm on this shake that shake I'm like if you're on that we're not going to be able to work together because I absolutely hate them like every single brand not a massive fan and um, yeah they don't work and I think people are just wasting their money I think on- I think it can be an addition if you get the right kind of supplements in you or adaptogens. And there are some times we have to be a human, right? There's times when me and you go, haven't actually, when I used to work at the gyms, I'd have to grab a protein bar. My brain knows it's yeah. got certain chemicals in it and it's not ideal. Um, however, I was like, there's sometimes something is better than nothing. However, for most of the time, as we know, like our bodies are designed to break down food and digest yeah, it. Of course, yeah. I think that I've learned, I've, I've done it where I've lost a stone in a week. I'd take certain tablets and I'd drink certain shakes and I could lose seven kg or a stone in a week. However, as we know, the faster you lose it, the faster that bad boy can come back on. And normally you fuck your metabolism that little bit. It really does, yes. You actually end up putting on more than you lost. So then you go on this little cycle of trying to keep finding this quick fix because nobody, can sometimes appreciate that it is it's, it doesn't have to be hard work me and you know this now right it doesn't have yeah we to, do now it's going to be hard when you start however it's because you're creating new habits with consistency yeah. and the right support and the right guidance or the right information for you based on what's going on for you not for what happened not oh Emma does this I'm going to do that because Emma's body is totally wired differently to your body and yes you might be full of crappy food from years and years and alcohol and God knows what's actually in there. Or it might be full of stressful situations because like hormones, as you know, like time of the month, uh, we're talking about ladies here at this point. So there's so many factors, stress, if you have kids, sleep. So all these things impact the way your body reacts when it comes to obviously trying to get in shape, but you, you completely spot on. Then again, going back to the you know, protein bar here and there, it's not going to kill us. Of course, it's, it's absolutely fine to have that. 
uh, and a protein shake here and there. Yes, I completely agree with that. But yeah, not 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 one size fit all sort of thing. And I feel because you and me know our bodies really well. Like you, you, your body's operating on a very different level to what mine is. So I've only just started weight training again a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Because for me, my journey the last two years has been going back to the foundations of how flexible am I and I'm looking at how mobile can I be as an adult as I go into my next aging process. However, like what I appreciate with us is we're not on a strict, well, I don't even like using the word diet anymore. No, like, neither do I. And I'm like, if I'm going to eat like, and I'm going to go and have a nice meal, I'm going to fucking enjoy that meal. And yeah, I'm not going to worry about the calories or what's going on because actually I also trust that my body will break it down anyway. And it's not going to go to X, Y, Z because I've actually got a good foundation system in that actually recognizes that, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. And, and it's good to challenge your body because- Absolutely. I agree. I, I mean, I love a pizza. I mean, if you ask my, if you ask Bill, my partner, you'd be like, how, I mean- you eating all this like what's going on and how can you just stay like that but I don't do all the time but if you know like we're a big family so we, we do order takeaway probably a couple of times a week which is bad um but yeah I still eat I eat a nice Chinese and Indian or like full pizza it's not gonna kill me but I don't make that habit you I don't just take, don't eat you don't take the piss and what I've done basically, yeah, I've done take the piss. And I feel like even though certain foods, like for me, certain foods, I'm still a bit like, I'm, I do you know what? I just don't want to eat that. Like I just know for me, just because it affects, sometimes it can affect my mental health as well with certain things, but that's just my experience with mm-hmm. food. And I feel where I've had such a fucked up relationship with food that it's only been the last couple of years that I'm like respecting what I'm really putting in my body. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it now. However, what you're doing, I know you might say it's bad or good what you're doing, when we then maybe have takeaway a few times a week and then add alcohol on top of it and then add, I don't know, the ice cream and the sweets and the this and the that, then yeah, that's going to fuck your body over. Oh, that will definitely will. But with me as well, like say I've had a pizza the night before, I know the day after or the day after that, I'm going to have to do some cardio to kind of compensate a little bit and balance my body out again. So again, I'm not depriving myself, but then I know how to burn it off. Yeah. So in the long run, it's not going to affect me the slightest. And don't get me wrong, like we all fluctuate pound by like five pound here and there. It's not really a big deal. That's quite normal actually. And it's good to um to fluctuate every now and again. It's completely normal for a female body anyway. So yeah, eat that pizza, guys. Not a big deal. Do you know eat what's... that pizza? I am, um, so I was lactose intolerant growing up as a kid, so I wouldn't have cheese. And if we did have pizza, I'd be really ill. So I was like you know it brings back trauma when I think of pizza but when I was away in June at this festival they had like um sourdough pizza and it was like a vegan cheese so I ate that still had acid reflux the next day so my body was probably like what because it had been so many years since I'd given it and I'd eaten so much but that morning we got up and we had to do 108 sun salutations which took us nearly an hour and a half of yoga and I thought thank god I ate all that bread last night because it was like I was just able to go and go and go and it was like because that is a form of carbohydrate loading yes 
is giving you and whether you're you're getting up and doing 108 sun salutations or you're getting up and you're working a 12-hour shift and you're on your feet and you're doing because you are doing and picking up weights and being in the gym and teaching and doing whatever and training whereas if we're going to do that and the next day we're maybe sitting at the desk all day or the next week is just and you're just doing that little 30 minute or hour slot of training like does that realistically match what you've put in to what you're burning no I, I I agree. I agree with you. Because then again, it's all about the foundation. We're going back to the foundation, and the foundation is very very important. So it's it's okay. You don't even have to. And again, you're gonna have four bad meals a month, maybe. So you might put on a pound of fat if that. But so even that's okay. Let's talk. Because I know you said about it's it's healthy to fluctuate. Because a lot of people. Yes, get, very. This is where a lot of people get stuck in the trap of. I want to change my body and we get focused on the weight and for a lot of us we'll sort of get on the scale after maybe being good for a week and we've we've lost maybe two pounds but the next week we're still i put in quotation marks here we're good and we've gained a pound and it totally spins your head out to the fact of oh i need to eat less and restrict more and train more however let's actually maybe you could share your wisdom on why this mm. happens and how to get out of this mindset of the scales are telling me what's going on when actually we have no idea what's going on inside. Yeah, so the, the very basically it's very straight. I mean, it's straightforward to me and I, but not maybe to other people. With the whole fluctuation um, stuff, the first week, if you're working out, first week you're exercising, you're eating really well, first thing you're going to lose that week is actually water tension. And it's not going to be body fat, unfortunately. As horrible as it sounds, because you work really hard, it won't be any sort of fat loss. It'll just be body's toxins are all coming out at the same time that week. The body's enjoying what you're eating, the, the movement, which is your exercise. You're burning them calories. So, yeah, you get on the scale. You've lost two pounds. Congratulations. That's, that's great. Uh, and the week after that, it kind of slows down. That's when your fat loss starts to kick in. And this is where we need to kind of try and maybe work a little bit harder, uh, eat maybe a little bit better, but it shouldn't affect the way you feel about it. Because sometimes we go up and down in weight and that's not because you're not working hard or not at the right stuff. It could be your sleeping pattern's not as good, your hormones, um, stress levels, uh, even the time of your month. Like if you do on, for instance, the week before, you're going to start, body collects like water tension so all the things that we crave it holds on to it especially when we do on so when you weigh yourself you're going to be like five six pounds heavier than what you were the week before that is very very normal and then as soon as you finish your cycle body goes back to normal so you probably have actually lost seven pounds then see how clever the body is it's, it's However, very 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 smart might not necessarily show seven pounds on the scale because you might have lost a pound or two of fat and actually by then yes lean tissue so your weight actually might stay the same even though you've had your period or for example and then you think well hang on okay she said this and i'm going to get seven pound loss maybe mm -hmm. next week no because actually if you continue to train and be more consistent with your food and you know reduce your stress and find balance then yeah, find balance. you you'll see the changes not necessarily on the scale but no over time and as well a lot of women and men i always say we focus so much on the front of our body but for me i find with most of my clients and even myself is my back shreds so much faster 
And most of us don't acknowledge that because we're so fixated on what we see directly in front of us. So yes, we are fixated with the scales. I think scales should be barred, like in every single gym household, unless you're doing food and stuff. But scales are just a number. They 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 don't actually um they don't reflect on how we feel, how we look. So if we're looking at losing weight and shaping our body up, pictures and inches are more important than actually getting on the scale. Again, with the whole factor fluctuation, the scale's just gonna scare you off. They're gonna put you off as well. And it's it's not because you're not working hard and not putting in the work and not not eating the right stuff. They just don't use them. Yeah. Just measure yourself, measure your measure your ways, um, your, your arms, your legs, whatever you want to measure. Take some pictures and then stick to eating well and exercising. And then you do that every three sort of three to four weeks. And if yeah. and I feel like if it's not going the way you want it, like get real with yourself. That's the matter. Are you taking yeah. are you taking the piss? Are you, you know, are you doing a little bit but not really? Have you slipped again? And like, I haven't weighed, I've got rid of my scales over a year ago and I hadn't weighed myself for about 18 months. And it's been the most, okay. it's been the most liberating because I used to get on the scales and if I put on a pound or a quarter of a pound, I would hate myself and then tell myself like, I've got to restrict. If I'd lost anyway, I'd then panic even more because I'd be like, what if you can't keep it? And then I'd start sabotaging and eating because I had this, I don't know. It was like, no matter what I did, if the scales went down or up, I still would mess my head up. And, does. and do you know what? Something that I really had to sit with is a mantra. My weight does not define me. It doesn't. It doesn't. And where has these numbers come from anyway to make us decide what we should or shouldn't weigh is absolutely nuts. Because for me, do I feel good in my body? Do I feel strong? Do I feel healthy? Do I feel happy? And that for me is a good indicator. It's more important. Absolutely. I always say to even myself, I, I don't even know. I think last time I weighed myself was when actually um, I think I was about maybe half, eight and a half months pregnant when the midwife weighed me. Oh my God, I almost cried. I was like, put on three stone. How did I even get here? Then of course I was carrying a baby. I was carrying a lot of water tension, a lot of body fat as you do. And I think that's I the last do. time I actually... But even you knowing everything that you know, it's still upset he bugs you because you don't think you've put on that much yeah and so could you imagine like people are doing this to them i was doing it to myself not once i was doing it maybe three to four times a day like i would you know the way i would be was i would take laxative and diuretics and then i'd weigh myself after i'd gone off the toilet and after i'd done this and then i'd weigh myself after the gym and if i still wasn't happy with my weight that day i'll be like right i'm not going to eat now till tomorrow that's really, really sad. And obviously it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that. But like you can put on- That was what I knew. And I have to just have compassion for that part of myself because as a, as a female, like for me, it was the be and the end all of my life for so many years. And that's why I feel so passionate about connecting to people like you because it really helps us bring awareness to that doesn't make us happier. It doesn't, scales don't make us happy and they don't justify our body or ourselves as, as people. I mean, you could drink like half a litre of water and then get on the scales, you're like half a kilo heavier and then you can piss this out, weigh yourself back again, you're like half a litre lighter. So scales don't mean anything. Again, when you have a big meal, like what do you think is gonna happen? Of course, it's gonna show on the scales. 
it is very very normal that's why I'm not a massive fan of them as such always if I want to lose a few pounds I usually just like measure my waist I say if I want to grow like if I want to grow my legs and my bum again just measure them and just kind of keep like keep an eye on it and maybe pictures as well they're the best they're the best scales you can have I pictures feel of yourself I find as well, like when I'm due on, like my body dysmorphia, sometimes like my, my, I look at my body in a really different way and I start seeing myself and I'm like, I'm aware of it now. And I'm like, oh, this is hormones and this is your mind. And it but, is. And do you know what though? Also, like, as we know, certain mirrors, you'll look totally different in like you can, and certain lighting. And if you're tanned, you'll look leaner. Yes, and, that is know, correct. So, um, you know, you might have someone take a picture, but in a different light, you'll look like two different you could do like two different people so again it's like being consistent so if you're going to document your journey i'm always one for like if you're going to take pictures maybe take it the same time of the month each month or every month like not when you're you know so just be consistent with how you are with monitoring you if you feel that you need to monitor it i i completely i completely agree with that i really really do pictures time of the month as well obviously doesn't help us uh, the lightning uh, the gym lights are the best so if you ever see a picture of me on social media in the gym is because the light's good uh, yeah. it could be a completely different look at home at the home mirror uh, yeah i completely agree with you i really really do and don't forget social media is not real going back to the whole the whole picture stuff nothing you see in there is real yeah. unless you see the person in person yeah. and you're like oh yeah actually they do look like that yeah. but on social media everything can be adjusted filters, uh, apps that they shrink people's waist in and make your boobs bigger, bum bigger and all that. But yeah, I do like a picture, but a real one. Same. And yeah. that's, that's what I respect about you as well. Like you, you get what you see and when you see you, you're like, fucking hell, she is this. And, but I got to see, I saw you in real life and I was like, who is this person? Who is this body? And I want to know, like, so for me, like I was drawn to you for that, not necessarily the right reasons to be drawn to someone, but I was just like, she looks like a woman that I want to be friends with. Amazing, that's, and here we are. Yeah, same, I don't really, the thing is, when it comes to, when you're in the gym, you're like in a, in a, in an open, like you're an open book, everyone can come and see you. Like you can't say to people, oh, don't come in, because this belongs to me. Like you are in a public space that anyone has access to, to see you, if they wanted to, for instance. So there's, 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 there's no need to, kind of fake anything for social media as such it is what it is it is I, I can imagine it's a challenge though for people that maybe want to start training or exercise and like you said it's very exposing in the gym yeah so, you know, now that me and you also enjoy online teaching and stuff it's almost like and that's what i realize is a lot of my clients and people that do my classes are actually people that maybe never been to a gym before but they're super happy and maybe this will either give them the confidence to start training outside or in a more public space however to offer something online now and give people a bit of support because it is fucking scary. Like it is, it really is. Even as a trainer, when I go into a new gym, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to use this equipment. Or, oh, like I feel, but like the other day I went to one of the gyms in Brentwood and someone had left all the weights on the bar and there was loads of people around. And I was like, oh my God, if, if that was me as someone that didn't know how to take these weights off, like, there's no way I'd even go up to that rack. There's no way I'd even have the confidence and nobody helped me. Nobody, and I thought it was really interesting. I thought somebody's really disrespected somebody and left it all on there. And I thought, do you know what? I'm also going to show people that it's not scary to do that 
however as someone that maybe was a new gym member or had mm -hmm. much confidence I, I, part of me did want to walk away so it is doing this dance and finding ways that if you want to move your body and you want to start I don't know, maybe weight training or doing yoga or whatever it is that is appealing to you and there's something blocking you, what is a way that you could potentially start doing it that you are supported by someone or yourself so you don't feel so vulnerable? Because the confidence will come the more you embrace your vulnerability. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So if you're not comfortable starting in a gym, you can always obviously have someone online to help you. Uh, at the minute, I've got clients in Dubai that I see regularly, uh, all face like you know face to face on facetime um i've got clients in wembley a mum of two kids so yeah i've got a lot of people that i see online and it's great literally yeah. it's so what you need is a cup you don't even need any equipment but a couple of dumbbells perhaps like kettlebell some uh, bands for your bum and things like that or like a, a ball or something literally you don't even need anything like a couple of tons of beans you can do a good upper body workout so yes don't be scared guys just reach out to someone and start your journey online and then you're going to build so much confidence you're actually going to learn a lot of things and then next thing you know you'll be in the gym and it's not as scary as it looks but it, it, obviously if you're new to it, it can be very very daunting and very nerve-wracking and you feel shy and you don't really don't want to talk to anyone and you kind of walk in and then you walk out again because you feel like so unconfident and yeah you just feel like you don't belong there you feel like everyone's looking at you and nobody's actually looking at you <laughs> literally absolutely no one because we're all here for the same reason it doesn't matter how fit i am or how fit the next guy is we we still want to better ourselves so That's no it. one in the gym is judged it's, it's all in our heads yeah. mainly it's all here but yeah so online is, is the best platform to start you kick off there and you have a good time and learn something and actually get in shape and love it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I do, I do enjoy teaching online now. I did in the beginning, <laughs> I really did, I hated it, but I needed to make some money whilst I was pregnant. I had no choice. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? Sometimes when our hand is forced, it can be because there's actually a reason to help us. And online has given me and you a lot more freedom than we realized we ever could have so i am so even though we both detested it i know you hated it longer than me because i was like emma you need to catch up like it's changing but you know you've you've fallen in probably because you was pregnant so you couldn't move around as, as as what you wanted like i had a whole different experience at the beginning and i had a lot more space than what you did and i wasn't a mum juggling a pregnancy however you did the best that you could and oh. And it's lovely to hear that you're enjoying it now. It's a crazy story because I don't actually have no space in my um, living area at all. Um, there was times, obviously being in lockdown, so everyone's in the living room. So I was thinking, where am I gonna, where am I gonna teach my clients? So I was getting ready for all the baby stuff. So everything is in in my room, in our room. And physically, I used to move the baby's cot, put that on top of my bed, right? <laughs> And then get like a nice rug or something, put a, a, a flower pot on the side just to make it look a little bit. I literally had no space so that the space was what you see on that video is the space that I had. And I was like, no, mom's pregnant. I'm lifting all these things on top of my bed and making some space to work. It was horrendous, but we've done it. And, and 
look how adaptable you are like that is something again like you are adaptable you are resilient you are you know you are a self-empowered woman oh and, and do fuck it like own it and i am really really proud of our growth and i'm really proud that we tried different things and i'm really proud that we've also expanded how we we reach people yeah so things have changed uh, changed now obviously since the whole COVID thing and after a while we were allowed to go outdoors and do the training as well so I mean even that was like a little treat yeah from being in the lockdown not leaving the house for months and months and months to finally being allowed to go outside for a bit even that was like a little treat and it was amazing it really is so we've adapted a lot we've changed we've um we've learned a lot so just one more like, question for you just to wrap up busy mum yeah um, juggling a lot businesswoman mum partner um baby adult daughter like cooking cleaning i know you do a lot what what would you say to mums or even dads that feel like they don't have time or space to start moving their body or looking after themselves what what advice would you give them oh my god that is a tough one uh, like you said i'm doing it i was doing it myself it was, it was tough like even after having having bailey oh bless her um i knew i had to get i had to get in shape i knew i had to go to work um, i don't know if you remember but i went back to work 19 days after birth i couldn't even walk i couldn't walk i had stitches everywhere uh, but i knew i had to get it done i knew i had to okay i can't work my lower body but i can certainly work my arms and my back there's there's ways around it and you just kind of get on with it but going back to how busy mums and dads do or what they should do it's just like prioritize a little bit of time for yourself you got to be happy within yourself to be happy around your family your kids your workplace your business so yeah a little bit of time for yourself is very very important don't feel guilty it, obviously it does it make you feel guilty because you're taking an hour out your out your day to go to the gym rather than maybe go and watch your child's school play at school for an hour so sometimes, you know, you have to prioritise. Your health is very, very important. Where is your children going to be if you're not healthy and active and fit? They want you around. So you're going to have to put in a little bit of um, time aside for yourself. You know, an hour, three times a week. I know it's tough. you just got to do it. But, yeah, we're all different. Not all of us have got the time. You can even do it at home, like... I don't know, YouTube channel, you, you was mentioning that earlier. People that you probably know that are PTs that post a lot of things online. But you can do a little something, go for a 20-minute run or a, a quick jog. Or, there's so many ways that we can uh, implement to bettering ourselves a little bit more. And just keeping active is very, very important. And, of course, eating better, maybe cutting down on a little bit of alcohol, you know, cutting down sugar a little bit more. There's so many things that we can do without having to leave the house to kind of get ourselves a little bit healthier. So yeah, there, there is a lot. But definitely, definitely make sure you have a PT because you guys, you have no idea how much we help. We really, really do. We do, we do our best for everyone. And we love it. We don't just do it for the money. We actually have so much passion for it. And I can't see myself doing anything but this job. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm old, but in, for now. 
we will always adapt because that is one thing about us and just take each day as it comes yeah basically take take each day as it comes and prioritize a little bit of time for yourself is so so important so important so important have that late in on a sunday you know just let the kids run around for an hour it's fine just have a have a little break we we deserve it we literally work constantly like 24 7 we deserve that extra time but yeah it's crazy well thank you so much i'm going to end the recording now so i'm going to say a massive thank you and i'm going to pop emma's details below i'm going to put her instagram i'm going to put her facebook her whatever she's got so if you want to get in touch with emma she's also essex based she's mobile and she's online um thank you it's been amazing oh my god i'm so i was so nervous (laughs) I'm going to stop the recording and we'll have a little chat after. Yes. Mwah.